sometimes you got to breathe. I got to remind myself that, of that all the time. You know, there's a lot of times I just get into things and I get really worked up and I don't breathe and then I just feel like I'm going to pass out and I start doing things. You know, my heart rate starts to rise, my blood pressure increases um, and my face goes red so I start looking like a tomato. Um, but anyway, daylight savings. And this one is where the clock goes forward. So I don't know where you are in the world, but for us in here in New Zealand, the clock goes forward so that at the end of the day, it's later in the day and the light is this kind of the same. So it's not going dark until about 8.30, 9pm in the evening. Uh, and closer to summer, it should start getting like later and later in the day. But, you know, this, this happened about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, where the clock midway through the night jumps forward an hour. So it robs you. So in the night, someone came in, and robbed us of an hour of sleep, uh, and we woke up, and I think it really, it's so weird how used to different things, like biologically, our bodies can get, how in circular rhythms, uh, our bodies can get into different different things, so the more we do something, the more attuned to it we become, but we also get attuned when the change comes, so whatever change happens, we kind of you know, we uh, a little grovel period, and then we get back to it, so my message for today is that we will adapt. Whatever happens to us, we will adapt to it. Um, we'll try to make it the best possible. And that's because we're human. Because the ultimate aim of this life is to survive. And in that survival, we want to have it as cushy as possible. Hopefully. Hopefully that's what we want. Uh, and what I wanted to talk about is that we're riding the river. You know, I I definitely did not want to come in today and record. Um... I was honestly just thinking about doing the sound, or I was honestly just thinking about throwing up an old episode since from forever ago, but you know, the thing about that is the context will be out, because I recorded it in the 50s, um, and you know, I'd be talking about things that no one had ever heard of, you know, back then I probably didn't even know what COVID was, um, and I still don't know what it is, I've never heard of it, but um, yeah, I just... I think I owe a lot to a lot of the people who do listen to this, and I owe a lot to the, a lot of the people who uh, continuously check in on me, um, especially uh, now that it's, it's been a bit of a difficult time uh, with wanting to move a few things, a few uh, different people in my life, you know, just coming and going and, and just, yeah, just a bit of uncertainty, a lot of uncertainty. Um, so I just wanted to maybe come on here and just, and just it was pretty cool some of the things that have been happening in the last few days of some really important people who just stepped up and, and made me realize that I have the most important support system and that even though you feel like you are someone who is insignificant to someone else, you could literally say the right thing at the right moment that makes someone feel like they mean the world uh, and that all the doubts they ever had about themselves uh, kind of go away. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but I'll, I'm going to talk about it with a little bit of an update, so just telling you about what's been going on in my life, these shows, like these types of episodes usually bore the fuck out of me, because I don't really care about other people's lives, to be honest, but I want to try and make it relevant, because there's cool stuff that that we get into every single day, and I don't really get to talk about that too much, because I'm always trying to talk about topics, but like, I live a pretty cool life, I just realised how fucking cool the access I have to different people, who are just the smartest people in the field, uh, or just really cool people who are part of my everyday circle, that because I'm so used to them and so used to what they do, I forget how like awesome they are and the types of shit they do. So like this is me giving props to them, but also this is props to everyone else for, for supporting me. 
You know, those small little kind acts of like just the smallest little thing, you know, just someone recognizing something about you or something, someone doing something to you uh, or, you know, thinking that they, you know, this would make your day. That sort of thing goes a really long way. And it, it's not just in that moment that it makes you feel better, but every time you think about it, it makes you feel good again. Now, right about now, I'll play some music. I usually do, but I'm not hiding today. I want to make this a really quick, short one, just get through it. Uh, and I feel like when I play the music, that's my time to breathe and compose myself. But I want to stay in this gravy of like uncertainty, and I want to stay in this gravy of of the little bit of, I don't know, the breath. I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm breathing weird. My heart, uh, the rhythm's different. Uh, but I want to sit with it for a bit because I want to feel it out. So we ride in the river. We ride in the baby, and I don't know what's going to happen, but that's life. You know, the river just fucking does it what it does. It goes around the rocks, over the rocks, through the rocks. It does whatever it has to do, but there is a destination that it ends up getting to because that's what it was designed to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I could, I would just go to sleep right now and wake up at the end of October. Um, but what would that what would that achieve? That would achieve, besides me being fucking hibernating and, and just disappearing for a little bit, I would come back and I'd still have the same problems, so um, that's not going to happen, uh, but there are some cool, cool things happening, and I think the first thing, and it's something that I did uh, just over this weekend, was I did a little paint by numbers, so I've talked about artisticness and creativity, and I've done lots, like I've, I've written songs, I've been, I've played music, I've, uh, I actually haven't done that much now that I think about it, um, but the painting side of everything, I've always been like, my brother's the drawer, my brother's the artist, he's the one who does all that stuff, and he's, he's bloody good. Um, but, so this person, one of the sexiest people I know, was like, hey, you should, uh, we should do this paint by numbers, and then we'll give it to each other as artwork for when we move into our new houses. So I was like, heck yeah, let's do that. Uh, and we did, and I was a bit nervous, because I was like, I'm usually... I usually like to be super competent at a lot of things, but I knew that I have never really put too much time and effort into this. And the cool thing about it is I got into like a real cool flow state when I was doing it, um, where I didn't think, I didn't, like the world kind of just disappeared around me. And all I had to focus on was just painting in the lines and just doing what I had to do uh, to produce some sort of art. And that was nice. And, and, and this, you know, I appreciate the heck out of this person for seeing that it's something that we could really, really uh, like from it. But then every time I get to see it, I get to remember that time that I was in flow and I got to, uh, you know, feel like the world uh, was kind of in harmony all in that one time. And the more that I think about it and the more that I was, you know, doing that sort of activity, this was probably one of the greatest feelings that I've had in the longest time. And it was, it was doing painting, you know, something that I... And never, I, I wasn't really critiqued on because everyone critiques the podcast. Everyone critiques all of the uh, the articles that I put out. That's that's what makes me me. That's what makes me money. That's what makes me uh, get notoriety around the place. But this art was just going to be for us to, you know. So it was just something where in the moment we get to be creative, we get to enjoy the process, we get to, you know, actually be in each other's company while doing it. But we got so lost in our own little pictures that the rest of the world fell beside me and that was something kind that someone just did for me because they realized that it would be something that could bring a lot of joy and could be something fun to do um so I just you know I really appreciate the support that I do have um and 
on top of that, so this is where it gets into the rest of it, where it doesn't have to be that big, it doesn't have to be a huge little thing like that, but it can also be, um, you know, just sending time, spending time, you know, writing out a, uh, something for someone, or, or writing a little poem for someone, um, or just doing other things that make you feel like you could be part of someone's day, all right? Not to center yourself as the, as the center point of someone's day, but to be someone who could add a little bit of value to that person's day, you know, even if it's just, it gives them a smile for 20 seconds, it's something that they can think back on and just be like, there are people in this world who are compassionate, and there are people in this world who want you to do well, um, so speaking of people who don't want me to do well, or probably is mistaking or, or disguising his efforts to try and make me do well uh, by being an asshole, my PhD reports are finally back, right, I saw the original email, it was addressed the 27th of September, which means that this bastard took three months to try get back two notes to me. So I really do think he's testing me uh, to see what I'd do, but anyway, the reports came back in and there were a lot of frustrations that I had around trying to play the game. And this is where I realised I have some of the coolest people supporting me uh, along this entire time, because... I put up my frustrations. I was like, you know what? I'm going. I'm going to social media to see what everyone else says. You know, I just wanted to get that little little boost. Just firstly, just to see was I right in what I'm saying, and am I going crazy? But secondly, I wanted to. You know, I knew that people would empathize with me and just say that that is very very frustrating. And I had so many messages of people coming back to me saying, you know, keep going. You've almost got this. Don't let this bastard get you down. I had a lot of my other academic friends just saying academics are dicks and they just do this because they need to stroke their own uh, egos and they want to make it feel like they had a huge part in your success because they see that you're going to be successful. I had one person use the words mental masturbation. So uh, that person literally when I think about it and I digest it, that's the perfect phrase for what this person, what my examiner is doing. My examiner wants me to credit him, them, them, uh, credit them for the success of my PhD because they made me do all these changes which make, takes it to the next level. But the thing is, this person sent me their own material to reference. So they wanted me to reference them more, uh, and I sub I purposely in my resubmission did not use any of their papers because I didn't want to give them that satisfaction. And I feel like that's why he's pushed back again. They have pushed back. They have pushed back. They have pushed back again um, to say you know you you haven't got this right. Uh, and just a real asshole. Just a real asshole. Um, and I haven't talked to one person who has seen this person's point of view. Uh, and I also have got inside word that this person is unliked. Uh, in their old in their whole department, so that's the problem with how small this world is. Word gets around quickly, and if people have huge influence, sorry, that was just the heater doing a little pew, gave me a fright too. If people have a lot of influence, you can easily lose a lot of your job. You could use lose a lot of your credit. But this is what I mean by like it kind of goes the other way. If you're just kind to someone, that's going to come back twentyfold in the future, right? They're going to remember. Oh, you were that guy who, um, you know, you you did this, blah blah blah, blah ABC. But we're also going to remember the opposite side. Oh, you were that dickhead. People remember dickheads more than they remember the kind person because of the way that it made you feel. But people will remember the kind acts, the the acts of kindness. So they're more likely to respond in a kind way if they knew that someone was kind in the future. Um, and but also, 
Who's going to want to get into academia if the first person you run into that's gatekeeping a lot of the like your success, so for example, I couldn't go forward with my graduation without this guy saying, yeah, yeah, it's all good. But like, that's the thing with, with inquiry and that's the thing with gathering knowledge and all that sort of stuff. I don't have to agree with this guy because we are all in our own pursuits of the truth. My truth is maybe not the same as his truth, but his truth, I'm not going to say it's wrong, but it's it's incorrect. It's incorrect. He sent me a letter to the editor. He didn't send me papers. So anyway, if I get cancelled, if I end up ruining my whole research career because of this guy, that's fine. That is fine. Um, I'll find other avenues to be able to get through without having to have this person in the way. Uh, But a lot of people, sorry, this is what I'm saying. A lot of people came to me uh, giving me those small little bits that made me feel encouraged to want to go forward and pursue all of that. despite this one person who made me feel like I was an idiot, I did everything wrong, for me seeing that this person was actually probably in the wrong, and I've said this in a podcast maybe like two months ago when I should have got my reports back because I didn't have it delayed by someone, Um, but yeah, so I'm fired up, I'm fired up, but I had a lot of people who just gave me small amounts of encouragement which gave me the strength to want to carry on and to not get so down on myself, and a lot of people reminding me that I am worthy, but like you also don't get to that position without having been worthy. You don't just submit a PhD thesis for no reason. Um, so that takes me to my next little thing. With everything that's been going on, my flatmate submitted his thesis. It's PhD thesis, so we got to take him. Uh, if you want to hear about uh, the ringing of the bell and all that, I did an episode on this last year about what happens here at Otago if you submit your PhD thesis. But we went and did all that with him. I think it helped him. So this is that act of kindness again, where it took very small amount of time in my day. I went, I charged my flash camera up, and I told him we'll get some photos because I wish that I had the support that I had, uh, that he would have. So I tried to give him everything that I wish I had because... We can make the process easier if someone's already been through it before. So I charged up my camera and I was like, yeah, this is it. We're going to go. We're going to be a little flat. And I think he was really overwhelmed that we actually gave him the support. We dressed up in all black. So if you're on my Instagram, go check that out. Uh, We dressed up in all black because he wears black every single day. Um, And we just went and spent the day with him uh, taking photos. And I just wanted to take my time with it. Like he was... He was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I was just like, nah, pff, you only get this one time, man. Let's make the most of it. So we did. I got some really cool photos of him. He was so appreciative. And it literally only took a small amount of my time and a want and a desire for me to make this occasion for this person the best that it could be. And we had other flatmates who made the time to come and do that as well. And it was so nice. Like the, the, the hit that you get from helping other people and just being there for people, I think at three... Three times the amount of the the amount of the uh, joy that you can get from doing whatever work you were doing. You're like, oh, I'm so busy. I got to hustle through this. If you just took that time out to go do that and get that rush back, you get that energy. You get so energized, and it gives you like a positive boost in yourself that you've done something well for other people. But also, that person's feeling bloody great because you're there because you were a kind person in that time. So, I just feel like we should all just join and and, and hold hands and say, kumbaya. All the time, you know, we should do that more often uh, because I was there for it and, oh, bruh, uh, just tangent, I, sorry, this is 15 minutes of just full on, I hope you're listening still, um, we listen. Uh, I did read his thesis, so I, I, I read it, I got to give some comments on it, I learned so much, so it's in theology uh, and it's just different ways of interpreting the Bible. Now, personally, I've, I've 
I don't want to talk too much about my beliefs uh, and religion and all that sort of stuff, but this was awesome. This was a really intellectual piece of writing. This was breaking down a different verse in the Bible, uh, looking at different scholars who had interpreted this part of the Bible before, uh, and the types of things that they bring out, but also around equality, equity, um, and systemic racism in different institutions. So what he was talking about was how you need to interpret the Bible in a particular way that's not going to recolonize uh, different areas. So for example, in a lot of the Pacific Islands, uh, the Bible or religion was used as a way to colonize those islands. So they brought religion as a way of saving the different people that were there. This is saving in quotation marks. This does not mean that they actually came and saved the people. What it did was it got rid of all of their old beliefs about different things uh, and pretty much tried to assimilate them to whatever European culture was. Um, so if we continue to interpret the Bible that way and that we take it, it becomes a colonization tool. So what he was talking about is that the Bible itself is not inherently bad, but it's the way that it's interpreted, and it needs to be interpreted in a way that respects whoever the Tangata Whenua are. So whoever the people are that are in the area that the Bible is being used. So that was awesome. I mean, I had no idea that this is what his thesis was about. And I read it, and he positioned himself as a Pākehā person, Pākehā being not Māori, um, talking about Māori things. So he didn't have all the say, he didn't want to be the centre of it, he didn't want to build this white saviour complex, um, but that he had to be aware of all that sort of stuff, because this man's is going to be a priest in the future. Uh, he actually is, I'm not even, I didn't say that as like he's going to be a priest, he's training to become a priest. Um, so yeah, I learned so much from that, and it just reminded me, you know, that you know, I had my friend Baz on here, and he's a historian, so basically he in interprets what happens in history, and that Whatever the narrative is, the narrative serves a purpose. The narrative that is told, so for example, when history is written, someone has chosen the beginning and the end and all of the events inside. That means that, I mean, they can choose different parts that they want to focus on. And this is what I found out when, I mean, in the different accounts of the Bible, all the different people who wrote different parts of the Bible focus on different things because those would be the values that meant the most to them or those would be the values that uh, needed to come across at that time that it was written. So, for example, uh, he talks about the Paul and Luke versus uh, Matthew and some other guy. Gosh, that's bad, I forgot. But anyway, I read it. And it was all about different interpretations of their events or, or the Lord's Supper. Uh, and then they talked about it. I don't want to get into it too much, but there were so many different accounts. And it's because we as humans have our own agenda when it comes to doing what we're doing. So I found that really, really, really interesting. Um, and I think it comes down to uh, that also if we think about humans and we think about how people operate, so many different people are walking through this world thinking something completely different about what the world is like. So many people's perspectives of what is going on uh, are so different. So you could be looking at me right now being like, he's so handsome, most good looking guy I've ever seen, has his life so together, uh, has never had a depressive episode before, uh, never speaks out of tongue, perfect, just perfect, everything. Little do you know, I'm walking around ready to just jump off a damn cliff, like, I feel, I feel that, there's a pull in me all the time thinking, you're just going to break down, this is your time to break down, but, because everyone's interpretations of the, of the events, like, oh look, he, he dresses so well, oh he's got a podcast, oh he's got all this sort of stuff, you know, you just assume that this is the stuff that's going on, but we never know, because we never really, I mean, we're kind of interpreting it from what we see, but if we are a bit more empathetic to different people, and want to know what it is 
this person is going through from their eyes, from their world, we can lend it. We can lend it all the time. And that's the kindness that I'm talking about. So I'm trying to bring it all in. Um, and it's it's a weird thing where now that we have social media, because a lot of people talk about, talk to me about this podcast and listening to this podcast, and they, make it, they say that it feels like I'm with them, that it feels like I'm on this journey with them. And that's the coolest part about being able to do all of this sort of stuff. Some people online are some of the closest relationships that I have. Some people online are the kindest people uh, that I've ever come across. And it's almost, it's most of the community online that make me come in here every single week and want to record. Like I said, I just really did not want to come in. But then I was like, oh man, what if this is the one thing that I say to someone that makes them have the rest of the week where they feel like they can go again, where they feel like they can pick themselves up and actually go through the week again. This is why I do this. I love this sort of stuff. I love knowing that something that I've gone through and something that hurt me so much, but also the process of me getting through it could also be the catalyst for someone else uh, living life to the best that they can. Uh, So if there's anything you want to say, it's just, you know, it's, it's the classic. Please be kind. Please be kind to other people and please be empathetic to the types of things that people are doing. Um, and when I was thinking about why some people don't reach in to help, um, this was an interesting thought. So I needed to, I, I looked up a few papers on this and like, why do people not act? And this is the ex- exact same thing, uh, different types of psychology. Most people don't act because they are uncertain of how they should do it. They don't want to get it wrong, uh, because they don't want to get canceled. They don't want to accidentally offend someone. But well, what I learned from doing first aid, and I'm not saying that first aid is life, but when I did first aid, because I'm a fucking man, um, the first thing they did, the, the, what they want to do is they just want you to act. If someone looks like they are hurt, they need you to act then. Uncertainty seems to be the biggest thing. So if uncertainty is high, the case for you to act is always low because you don't want to you don't want to offend someone, you don't want to hurt someone, you don't want to do the wrong thing, you don't want to accidentally make things worse. In a first aid situation, it's already really really bad. Everything that you do after that point, so for example, if this person is dead, doing more CPR is not going to kill them more, but it might bring them back to life. Sometimes just doing that little bit um, might actually save someone. So for example, when I was thinking about <clears throat> when I was thinking about this and the types of things I've done, I was on a bus once and there was a guy who got on the bus and got off the bus at the same place that I did. This guy had fallen asleep and I was thinking in my head, as soon as I saw him fall asleep and we were getting kind of close to my stop, he wasn't budging, not at all, just wouldn't wake up. I started freaking out because I'm just like, oh my gosh. So if you want to know me, I would push the button on the bus. Well, actually, I would sit on, I would sit down on the bus. I look for where the button is. Okay, as soon as I sit down on the bus, this could be an hour long trip. But I plan everything. Okay, okay. If I push that, right. So I need to walk down there. Okay, that's about four steps, and then I'm going to turn there. Oh, sh- my snapper! I got to, I got to scan the thing. How do I say thank you? And I start clearing my throat like 20 minutes out. I'm like, <coughs> and then under my breath, I'll be like, thank you, driver. Thank you, driver. Thank you, driver. Just to make sure I don't walk off and go, thank you. You know, it's the worst. So anyway, I had to factor this other guy into it now. I'm like, oh no, the button's there. Um, shit, someone just sat next to me. Um, he's not waking up. Oh gosh. Uh, what if I, uh, all these different things. What if I wake him up and, I, and it was the wrong stop and he hadn't, you know, all that sort of stuff. But anyway, I got over myself. I'm just like, what's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is he hates me. I have to catch a new bus and move to a new city. That's why I'm in Dunedin. But I didn't. I just woke him up and he was so grateful. 
super super lovely and now i think about this like from here there have been so many times where i've just asked people if they needed help like for example uh, some people don't want to offend people who are in like wheelchairs or in or elderly and they're crossing the road and you just ask them if they want to help if they don't want help they'll say no if they do want help they'll be fucking grateful um but we get so uncertain because we don't know what to do. And the thing with this is that if we all just offered this all the time and it became normal, we wouldn't have to think over time to be like, is this is it okay if I do help this person? Because the normal thing would be to offer for help. And then if people say no, we wouldn't be so offended. My friend, the same person who bought me the the paint, um, the paint my numbers, and we were painting together, literally as I was planning this episode, called me and said, oh, I saw this guy, like this old guy, he was struggling with some bags and all that sort of stuff, and I just asked him if he wanted to ride. And I was like, that's so weird, because I'm literally planning an episode about being kind. And they're like, yeah, they said no, but it's okay. At least I know that they're going to be fine. And then that was awesome. You know, this is what it's all about. So if there is something that you do this week where you help someone out, where you feel like you know this is the right thing to do, or someone has done something for you that has really put you in a good position to be able to go forward, uh, please let me know, or please let me know if this is something that you know you struggle with um, in trying to help people, and just do something, all right, just do something that you know is going to make someone's week, or you do something that you know will make someone's life easier, because I guarantee you, we are all struggling, we are all absolutely struggling with one aspect of our life, and if there is one less thing that we have to worry about because we know someone is supporting us, then we are absolutely going to be better off because of it. So that was a bit of a rant, a bit of an update, uh, but it's just where I'm at. Uh, that's just where I'm at, and I still love you all, and I hope you took something awesome away from this, uh, and I'm super appreciative to all those special people in my life. So love you all. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, uh, and we'll be back next week and I'll actually have something ready for us to go, okay? So I won't actually just come on and just lose the plot. Love you.